do 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 switch mania playcast welcome to the epic episode 50 of the switch mania playcast the midlife crisis episode and the ding on a desktop episode all right all right it was me i'm sorry freaking jp freaking jp i was downloading something and then the ding damn it jp <laughs> he blamed me he did it and he blamed me <laughs> Exactly. My I, God, <laughs> this is unbelievable. First, he, he threatens me. Hey, hey, you gotta say it right. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> Inconceivable. <laughs> Unacceptable. <laughs> I, I do have to say, there may be a resolution and a shining light at the end of that Tokyo 2020 Olympic Game Tunnel because oh earlier this week I got a notification from PlayAsia that they're planning to restock the English cover version in like two to four weeks. So I, I stopped whatever I was doing. I, I don't know if I was driving, maybe I just stopped the car in the middle of the road and I <laughs> pre-ordered that thing. And I'm really hoping that it comes through because if it is, it's the only way that I know to get it. So there hmm. may be hope for Barry yet to see no. episode 51. Man. Oh, Jeez. I do like that our listeners are very concerned about the safety. Yes, it shows they, you that they, they do care about. I, I greatly appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you to all our listeners that have shown concern <laughs> that, that JP is going to hurt me. I do appreciate it. And if you'd like to band together, you know, we, we can form a wall and stop JP. from, from <laughs> More importantly, everybody just fears JP. That's true. I do like to say that, you know, Jeffrey always is like, do you have any feedback from last week? And they go, yes. Everybody just wants to make sure Barry's still around. (laughs) So that's all they know about that episode. It's Barry alive. (laughs) Yeah. Checking Colt now. So as Um, always, you know, we're in the midst of uh, COVID-19. So I'd like to see how everybody's been doing this past week. Jeffrey? I'm good. Barry? All right. (laughs) I want to talk about COVID crap. (laughs) I mean, I, I'm good. I've been staying in. Good, <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah, COVID talk is, is garbage. Garbage talk. Uh, so, a little bit of a highlight of what's going to go on this episode. We have the awesome, awesome Bloodstained Curse of the Moon that we're going to do a rundown of, which was our game of the week. We're also going to jump down the $1 game challenge, and Barry, we'll see if JP jacks it up. I'm Spoiler alert, he probably did. Oh, man. He actually did it. He actually did it. He tweeted about it at least. Oh, maybe. (laughs) Oh, we'll we'll, we'll see, Barry. We'll see. (laughs) Spoiler alert. (laughs) Um, But as always, uh, we appreciate any kind of ratings you can give us um, over on Apple Podcasts. Uh, You can leave us a review. Um, It would be greatly appreciated. Um, Feedback of the episode is is Barry live. Yeah, yeah, he is. (laughs) He is. (laughs) Um, and of course, the Switch Collector is for sale. Should have arrived hopefully today at the warehouse so I can begin to start shipping. Um, and yeah, and it's pretty cool. Got some items in that I can talk about later. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's uh, go over some Switch news first. Sure. Um, first thing that I saw, which I thought was really cool, something I hadn't talked about yet. Is that um, you know the Clubhouse Fifty One games coming out soon? Uh, all of the golf layouts are NES golf courses. Oh, that's awesome! And which is the same as Wii Sports Golf. So it's like kind of a throwback where Nintendo likes mm. to use the same course layouts all the way from NES golf, um, which is super super cool. So that's going to be a cool little uh, tribute to retro games inside of Clubhouse Fifty One when it comes out pretty soon. 
Um, I still feel that people are underestimating this game. I don't know why. Like they're giving it a lot of a lot of attention, especially like on social media. There's constantly yeah. new videos, rundowns of all the games. I mean, you know, it's funny. You look at the 51 games and you go, like, "Yeah, it's like you know, toy boxing, like something simple." But like yeah. every game seems to have a nice description of the game. I think there's tutorials for the games. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a lot on this one cart and. For me, like I still can't get over all the international games, like the show, Shogi and stuff like that, because it's like games I've never played before, Mahjong, like I've never played before, and it's like here you finally have an English release encompassing all of them that you're able to try out. Um, and I think it's just great. I mean, the price point is just super affordable for all these games, and it supports multiplayer up to four consoles for certain games. I mean, there's so much in it that I think people are really underestimating it. I agree, but I do... I do have one little bit of worry. Um, I'm, I plan on getting it. I plan on giving it a try. No way, but, Barry. You're going to buy a game. <laughs> oh, cool. No, but my, my worry is this. Like you said, there's a lot of bang for your buck. I mean, it's, yeah. it's $40 and it's 51 games, so it's less than a dollar a game. Mm-hmm. How much content is there per game? Because right. like Wii Sports, you know, it was five games, and it, it did have some actual content per game, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, like, a huge amount. How much attention is there going to be? Right. Per game is like toy boxing going to be just added to you know like one one match and right. like that's it. That's all you could do is the same match over. Are there going to be different color fighters you could choose? Are there going to be stats per fighter? Are there going to be different arenas? Like how deep are there going to be a tournament mode? Like how deep are they going to make that one mode right. for all of these? So I'm wondering that that's my only fear is that they're going to be 51 great games mm-hmm. and they're going to be fun to play hey, one or two times. Very shallow. But. We we all know that back in the day. There was an amazing game called Action 52 that did oh, it right, correct? God, it was a yeah. really good deal with a lot that of bang for your buck. Game. Yeah, a lot of bang for your buck. So that's where JP is like saying this, and I'm just having flashbacks of the NAS era <laughs> and getting a trash game that just basically tried to sell us on a, a crap ton. But luckily, um, a crap ton of different games and like bang for your buck, and I'm like, oh, Action 52, gross. But um, this is Nintendo developed, so it's got to have some polish. But like, it's, it's a it's a series that's been out before. Clubhouse Games was released yeah, in the DS, yeah, and it was right. very good. And this is almost it, it almost feels like this is Clubhouse Games in the DS merged with Wii Sports, We Play, mm-hmm. you know, sports yeah. resort series together. I hope um, it's just so I, fun. Yeah, I do think there's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be a lot of fun with friends. I just worry that each individual game is going to be more of a shallow experience than a right. robust experience. Yeah. So, are you both getting it day one? I am. Um, I don't know about I'm day like, one, maybe. Because I'd like to do that. As, so, that comes out not next week, but I believe the week after, so the first week of June. And I'm mm. like, I have to see if it's a Friday or not. I feel like it is a Friday, so we probably couldn't do it in two weeks, but we probably could do it in three if you pick it up, Jeffrey. Yeah, so I mean, a, I got a reason not to. I what, think my daughter would like playing it, so I mean, yeah. I can. And if it's see about and it. if it's multiplayer, maybe this is the game where we finally all play together. <laughs> oh, oh wow! There we go. Uh huh. Now the idea. After fifty episodes, we'll finally start playing games together. <laughs> like we like each other. Switch Mania <laughs> or Switch Elpedia like Saturdays, we can all play together. Uh huh. That'd be oh, that'd be fun. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> JP's like, I gotta work. It's Saturday night at 9 p.m. I gotta work. <laughs> I well, I gotta do my weekly release post. <laughs> Man, that could I wait. can make time for you guys, I guess. <laughs> 
JP just figured out that we have a Facebook page for the Switchmania podcast, which <laughs> we promote at the end of every episode, but JP doesn't listen because he's on his computer downloading things. <laughs> so, if you're on Facebook, go to Switchmania Playcast and give us a follow. <laughs> After six months, JP finally promotes us. <laughs> We're winners now! <laughs> on the podcast, you're not even on Twitter or anything. <laughs> That's true. I'll share it today. He doesn't down. even know what anything is. I don't even, don't even know where we are anymore. <laughs> um, so another cool piece of news that I saw, um, there's a new Direct coming out. Not like Nintendo, though. It's like there's a over a dozen developers on it. Mm-hmm. Looks really cool. What's the name of it? I, I can't remember the name every time I look. Yep, it's Wonderful Direct. The no, no, no. Give, give me one. The Wonder Game. It's a wholesome direct, sorry. Wholesome direct. There we go. The wholesome, wholesome. Are we game. thinking of two different ones then? So let me pull up the one that I have. Yeah, um, the wholesome direct is on May twenty sixth at yep. one p.m. Eastern. Yep, and oh, yeah, it's no. going to be over fifty wholesome indie games. Yep, that's the okay. one. That's like it looks so super cool. I'm thinking of a different one then. You're thinking. You might be thinking of the uh, NGPX, the new yeah. game. So, so this is. Yeah, so I, I started getting like all these notifications about it, but it's the New Game Plus Expo. It's going to have 14 video game publishers and developers from around the world. And I have a... Uh, give me one second. I want to pull it up because I have the list of the I announcements. Have. You have it also? Yeah. Okay. It's, yeah, so the one I'm talking about, though, literally says Direct, which is super cool. Yeah. I mean, they, they have... Three. That's more like a Nintendo Direct kind of deal. There's yeah. two great things happening at the same time, pretty much. Yeah. So, do you want me to quickly talk about NGPX? Okay. So, this one is going to be coming on June 23rd. 14 video game publishers come together to bring exciting announcements and connect with fans via an all-new showcase. So, this is June 23rd at 8 a.m. Uh, Pacific times. So that's... 11. Uh, that, yeah, 11. And we're going to see Actil, Axis Games, Arc System Works, Gung-Ho America, Idea Factory, Inti Creates which is a good company because we'll be talking about one of their games today. Mm-hmm. Koei Tecmo America, Natsume, NIS America, Playism, Sega of America, SNK, Spike Tunis, and Way Forward. Um, so I definitely think there's going to be a lot of awesome announcements and gameplay footage and whatnot. It's going to be on the NGPX Twitch channel. The full showcase along with trailers and highlights will be available to view after the live stream on their YouTube channel as well. Uh, it's a grassroots coalition of publishers and developers organizing <laughs> together for the first time. We hope fans have fun as we take a look at the combined upcoming lineup of games for 2020 and beyond. Um, I am super excited about this. It shows me uh, that when Nintendo drops the ball and doesn't want to do indie directs that the developers will do it themselves. Well, this is more of an E3 thing. Yeah. This is more of a replacement for E3 for the year. Uh, in addition to what Jeff Keighley is doing, the wholesome direct is more of a like a Nindy's Direct kind of yeah. deal. And that's that's three days after. So, mm-hmm. yeah, or so May 26th, I mean. So that's in four days. Also, don't forget June 8th at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, we have Limited Run Games E3 presentation. Yeah. I mean, June, I mean that to me, I think that's going to be at the top. I think this NGPX is going to be crazy because I'm sure we're going to see some amazing games. Because I know for a fact, NAS America, um, as soon as this uh, got announced, all the individual companies started sending out like the press releases saying, you know, we're going to be part of this, check us out. And in NIS America, they're like, all of our limited edition games that are announced will be available for pre-order right after the show. 
So that already tells me we're going to start seeing some new titles pop up, I'm sure, I for the Switch. And praying that they start bringing over the the uh, Legend of Heroes Trails series. Oh, like going back to like the PSP ones? <clears throat> the PSP ones coming back would be great, and also the, the oh, Crossbell games. Mm-hmm. Crossbell games never came over. Um, Trails of uh, Cold Steel 1 and 2, I believe Exceed has the <laughs> publishing rights to them, so NF oh, can't. Okay. Mm-hmm. But Exceed can absolutely and should bring those to the Switch. I mean, they're on the Vita, PS3, and PS4. They can absolutely run on the Switch. Um, they need to bring those over. Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, I'm looking forward to that. i got to start putting all these in my calendar and just making sure I'm not working or they don't interfere with any meetings because I think it's just going to be just a wealth of information. Like, we can have a whole show just dedicated to probably what's going to be announced. <laughs> So well, you would have bet the Holston Direct, though, on the 26th of May. Are you going to yeah. be watching that, too, at 1 p.m. Eastern? I'm going to, yes, of course. I'm going to try. <laughs> Can we do... Big, uh, I was going to say, sorry, didn't, uh, on Facebook, didn't, uh, Jeffrey, you have, like, a viewing party? Can't we try one of that on the Switch Mania Playcast channel? Yeah, we can try yeah. a viewing party. Why not? That'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be great. I'm getting that. <laughs> yeah, J- JP's talking about a viewing party because I did a viewing party for my house in a hurry HGTV debut on last Sunday that I, I it's did. It's like pee-pee in my mouth. It yeah. is. Tastes I like pee pee in my mouth. Um, ironically, <laughs> I talked with the I talked with the um, <laughs> the actual uh, p- the distributors like after like our production crew and everything and i'm like how did that make it through <laughs> yeah and like there was some other stuff like apparently there's a montage of me doing like shots of energy drinks like over and over and over again oh, God. <laughs> like I, I was like that would have been amazing like i need that and so we're doing like a side show or we're doing like watch parties with all the different families that were on it and commenting on each other's videos so i i looked at the camera and i'm like i need that video like on the funny. watch party, I, I want me shotgunning energy drinks as a craziness. Like that's ridiculous, man. Well, we learned that that you know you enjoy drinking pee pee because you know what it tastes like. It My definitely God. tastes like pee pee. <laughs> it's sterile, and I like the taste. Chan looks over at me on the couch and goes, "That's the guy on the podcast that you're with." And I said. That's the one and only. <laughs> I need a, I need a t-shirt now. It's like well, you, I don't know if I want to. Stand you gotta you gotta look at your wife and go. That's also the girl on, that you were on the podcast with. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The whole time Michelle was like, "Oh, that's Andrea." I I get to see and put a face to the the voice now. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, oh my god, that time. stuff was ridiculous. But yeah, it was fun. Um, lots of crazy feedback and most of the comments that i saw on the uh their facebook page was like they didn't like the original trailer or the original commercial where it's like color color mm-hmm. color like like everybody <laughs> hates that for some reason and like i i thought that was funny and then a lot of people were like it's fake like how are you gonna be hunting in a hurry if you already uh-huh. know and i'm like uh i have to move all the time on short notice like i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> I don't it was fun seeing london on the show also yeah oh yeah that's and the switch the switch representing oh that was so good <laughs> i definitely got the switch on there that was amazing they had to put a <laughs> sticker over the damn logo but <laughs> i'm i'm sure people could realize what it was yeah but, yeah of but, course um, they did of course they did <laughs> i had to have <laughs> representation of the playcast somehow they wouldn't let me talk about anything jerks <laughs> so, so there is another piece of news that came up last night like no. 14 hours ago oh dispatch games yes everyone's been talking about them i know because they keep messaging me 
the people asking about, you know, have, have I heard from dispatch games? What's going on with their games? I got so many people saying that they've been emailing and they hadn't been hearing anything. And then just like a day or two ago, I guess people who were requesting address changes were getting confirmations. And then late last night, they posted on Twitter saying that, uh, please accept our apologies for the lack of response. We'll be providing an update today on Friday to bring everyone up to speed on where things are at. Good news is we are moving in the right direction. Uh, good thing it's the right direction. Gee. So, well, here's my question to you. I'm going to pose just one sentence and you, mm. you answer it. Too little, too late question mark? Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to say... So wait, wait, go ahead. Peel back the onion. What is the history of Dispatch Games and why yeah. are we angry? Yeah. Sure. So, <laughs> Barry, you fill in if I miss anything. But essentially, they are a publisher. They mm-hmm. put out a few games um, that have come out in retail. They've done exclusive launch editions on their website. So Penguin Wars, um, Siberia Delta. They did like special covers and inserts on their store and then at like Best Buy Amazon they did the standard edition on their website now they have about two to three games available for pre-order for a while now they have the railroad sim game that they are localizing for the US they have rather be swag and they have a um, paradise mix game uh, so they've had these up for pre-order they've had collector's editions available for pre-order and then they just went radio silent for for a good while, back in March, they had mentioned that, you know, they were, on March 10th, they had given us an update through email that they ran into issues with the suppliers because of COVID yeah. um, and some other things. But then just nothing since March 10th. And we're on May 21st when we heard again from them. So a lot, and what happened was before then, they did that also where they went, I want to say like eight months or so, maybe a little bit less, where it's just radio silent. And then they came back and apologized. They were around for a little bit, you know, with good updates. I even ran a giveaway with them, and, you know, they sent out the prizes uh, for that. But then they went radio silent again. So it's just they seem to have an issue with communication, I think, and delays. I mean, you know, they go hand-in-hand in in a sense where if you run into an issue, you should be letting people know what's going on. And when you don't say anything, the first thing people's minds go to is, did you just steal my money because I'm not hearing from you? So So here's my question to Barry, J.P., because I'm going to go to Barry since you've been talking. <laughs> My question is, how much do they make per release, etc., that they can't hire somebody to put out press releases? Just saying. <laughs> like, it's not that hard. You make how many hundreds of thousands of dollars per Switch release? You can't hire somebody to shoot out an email blast every once in a while? That, that seems to be the biggest question mark. I mean, if they're able to produce these games and publish these games... It doesn't take much to just send a message and yeah. just say, hey. Or post on your just, social media. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, Even if we, you don't have an update, just say, hey, we're still here. You know, an update's coming soon. You know, yeah. Just something to let them know it's a lot because they did. They, they, went, they disappeared for a while. Mm-hmm. And people thought Penguin Wars and Siberia Delta, they weren't going to come out. And, like, what happened? You just stole our money. And then they came back. And they were like, oh, no, here. And they started shipping the games. And it was like, cool. Yeah. And and uh, they did do a third game also. They did Soul Dam, I think it was. They, they did that first. Oh, Soul Dam. I'm sorry. Yep. Yeah. But that uh, was that, just a retail release. It was just a retail release, but it, they still published it. So. Yeah. Yes, they did. So so then they're like, all right, here's the next games. And and once people had those other games in their hands, like, okay, you're legit. So mm-hmm. pe- people started pre-ordering these three new games. And then they, when they went silent, it's like, oh, are we doing this again? Like, 
his sister repeating itself. And of course, thanks to warned collectors, everyone <laughs> instantly goes that rally. Everyone goes to the worst case scenario. Yeah. Like, up, instantly well, warned collectors again. Well, let me jump back. So here's the problem. So on March 10th, when they sent out that email, in the email it says, we are currently targeting April 21st as the release date for Raggy Swag. We are currently targeting May 5th as the release date for Game Paradise. We are currently targeting May 17th as a release date for yeah. Japanese rail sim. So, so they do a damn update in April 15th if they have an issue, yeah. like a week before or even well, then, immediately. <laughs> I have to say what's really interesting, at least on my end, is that nobody really was saying anything when April 21st or May 5th passed. But when May 17th came around, I, I had somebody message me going like, hey, I wrote up this, you know, this blog post about them. Could you take a look and share it? And then I had other people going, have you heard from them? And it's like, you know, I guess once they hit that, they missed that third release date, that's when people were like, well, that was every one of their games, and we haven't seen anything. Um, so I, I think don't that's know, probably like... why. I mean, I guess it's good timing now that they are, you know, responding a few days after when they said their next, their last game was supposed to come out. But I agree with you. I mean, I don't need much from a company if there's a delay. Delays happen. Like, I have no problem with a delay. We have enough games, you know, I, I trust them enough that we've gotten their games in the past, but when you just don't say anything, to me that makes no sense, because I don't even care if you send out a generic Gmail email that just says, hey, we're running late, sorry. At least I know there's somebody there, but I mean, there's just nothing, and that to me is just, that's just really bad form, because I, bless you, now I've seen so many people going like, I, I muted my mic, JP, so nobody heard that. <laughs> I heard it, I say bless you. It's a reflex. But so I needed my I, I've seen a lot of people now going that they're just requesting refunds. They're done with the company. Um, so it's just, you know, I think uh, it's, it's burning a lot of bridges with people. I mean, in all honesty, just communicate somehow. If they had to post it on social media minimum, like... I'll share it. It'll get out there. You don't have to, you know, post everywhere. You post in one or two places. Send out an email to anyone on your email list. And to me, that's sufficient. You hear that, but, companies? J, uh, JP will be your unpaid PR guy. There you go. <laughs> there you I'm happy go. to share information. I mean, listen, I am. I always try to be uh, very fair to companies. Like, you know, I see things like this. You don't see me blasting them. I will reach out privately and just ask if everything's okay and, and whatnot because I want to know. I mean, I have money invested in the company also. I've yeah. heard every single one of their games, so it's not that <clears throat> I'm just sharing the information. But at the oh. same time, you know things happen, and I don't. I don't go on the attack, but the same. But you know, at the same time, it, it's worrisome a little bit when you don't hear anything. So at least today, later today, we should be hearing something, and then you know I'll share, it and we can we can talk about what they wrote about in next week's episode. Yeah, I agree. I actually shared their information as well. I saw. And I and saw I, you. I'm good. I saw a hawk hellfire say thanks for communicating with us. Oh, and I, I, did, go, I, I, did. I know. I know that guy. And, and and they liked it, and they also liked my my retweet because I retweeted their yeah. information. So so I'm with you. I'm 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 a very positive person. Um, yeah. I, I definitely don't like the pitchforks and and torches yeah. and all that stuff. I prefer to give everybody a chance. And yeah. yes, this is a second chance in a sense for them. But I'd rather give them a second chance and wind up with another worn collectors. And like you, I have those three games pre-ordered. Um, so right. I have I'm, they have my money. <laughs> so I want my product. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a weird thing. Like developers, um, once you start taking pre-orders, they're customers, and you owe the customers updates on production. Like it's a simple <laughs> business thing, right? It so, is true. 
I Sorry, guys, it. I opened my front door because mail came, which means games may have come. Well, JP, we have to keep JP on We got to keep JP on track because he always wants these episodes to be an hour, and now he wants to do like an unboxing that's going to take 45 minutes. Well, we want the episode to be an hour. I would like to say that there is no packages, but I'm literally going to go outside to my mailbox. That's how dedicated I am to my games. And that's how undedicated it is to the quality of his audio. It's true, guys. But that's what they like about me. It's the novelty of it all. Novelty. Sorry, I'm obsessed with games. The <laughs> novelty of his partially caring. So jealous. He, he gets his mail at 10.30, and if I don't get my mail I at 4.30, it's, it's a normal day for me. <laughs> I already have, mine's already outside. I'm just not going outside to go get it. Well, to I'd be rather... fair, where I used to live, I eat 3 and 5. Um, you, you're still yeah, trying I'm, to cut out? Yeah, yeah JP, you have no signal out there, like, because so you're going to... So, JP, we can't hear what the hell you're saying because you're outside and having no signal. So, uh, we need to start talking about the game, JP, and stay on topic. Like, all right. Birds now. You can't hear me? No. No, we heard birds, but not you. We heard birds. We can't hear you because you're not in your house where you have connection. So, was there any packages in there? Can you hear me now? Yeah. Can you hear me now? JP. Switch Player Magazine. JP, I'm going to have to like cut out all this and actually edit the episode because he's <laughs> being so unprofessional as a recorder. Like he can't even record you, a single you episode. Can you hear me? No, you're at your you cut out. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't well, this was a well, big deal. Well, when well, Barry, the next time JP says he wants to keep something to an hour and a half, we'll just remind him that he likes to get up during the podcast where we have to pause everything so he goes to check his mail <laughs> while we record live. So the mail pickup episode. <laughs> the mail mail episode. Jeez, all right. I Jeez. know I'm going to get help for this at the end of the episode. <laughs> You're going to get help through it right now. <laughs> all right, so, Bloodstain. Let's talk about can, can we actually talk about the game now, JP? Like he's deflecting at this point. Yeah, yeah he's, just, he's just deflecting because he... All right, give, just, us, give us a card. Listen, people know we are the collectors. At least I am. I have to do this stuff. No, you don't. I'm a collector too, and if my mail came in right now, I wouldn't say, hold on, guys, I'm going to go up and get it. I'm going to wait until the playcast is over and then go get my mail. Oh, see, it would have been better if he would have said, hold on, guys. Now he just got up and got his audio to get all jacked up in the middle of the Now you're making me feel really bad about doing this. What, being unprofessional on the podcast? Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. (laughs) We already know my audio is crap. I can't be that professional. (laughs) It was actually okay today until you decided to start... Like getting an ADD and running around your house. <laughs> you know, hey, you, you know that commercial where the guy has the the fishing pole with the dollar on it, and it's like, oh, you almost got it. Um, yeah. It's. I feel like that's that could be. J, you know, JP could be there. We got a fishing pole with a game on it, and just like keep pulling it up from. Oh, you almost got it. You almost, and like keep him entertained for hours trying to get that little game. carrot. <laughs> like he's like squirrel. I'm gonna go outside while we're recording and. Not realize I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> so shall we actually talk about the game now, JP? Are we allowed to? I mean, we're, we're already oh we're already halfway to your uh, your quota. <laughs> I'll be listen to your side track side you guys going show. too much of a tangent. That's all. Yeah, we go on the tangent. <laughs> I'm talking about switch news. JP's talking about going to check his mail. <laughs> For Switch-related products. Mm-hmm. That's a deflection. Really, here's the fun fact. If you had waited and got opened it afterwards, you would have had all these Switch goodies in the mailbox. Yeah. But Karma was like, nope, if you're going to do it, no Switch for you. 
That's right. No switch for you. <laughs> so, what game did we play this week? <laughs> Deflection, child. Ah, uh, all right. So this week for the epic episode fifty, we played Bloodstained: Curse of the Moon. It is a 2018 platform game developed and published by Inti Creates. It's a companion title to the developer Art Plays Bloodstained: Ritual of the Night. Uh, conceived to fulfill a promise for a retro-style uh, game to Ritual, Ritual of the Night. So it's like an afterthought. Um, Curse of the Moon follows Zangetsu, a cursed swordsman, hunting down demons for revenge, as well as three other playable characters, uh, namely Miriam, who's the main character from Ritual of the Night, uh, and then Alfred and Gebel, who's kind of like Dracula. Um, it features 8-bit aesthetic and gameplay similar to the Castlevania games, notably Castlevania 3, Dracula's Curse. Um, game was apparently developed and created in six months, um, and revealed at a Japanese indie game festival after, uh, two weeks later, um, when it was released. Then, right after that, uh, critics found it satisfyingly a homage to Castlevania 3, um, and some say it was too close, which I do not agree with. Um... And so, basically, uh, you know, this was part of the Igarashi, Koji Igarashi Kickstarter, and literally a stretch goal that was pretty amazing. A um, lot of people from the um, original art team from Castlevania, notably Yuji Natsumi, Yuta Watanabe, and Shin Nakamura, um, a lot of Japanese legendary developers, designers, producers, all involved with this game. Um, and in my opinion, for how close it is to the source material, it's it's kind of perfectly a evolution of the Castlevania gameplay, and a perfect companion to the other Bloodstained, the main Bloodstained game, because it's like, literally, we got our, you know, Symphony of the Night, and we got our Dracula's Curse. It's, it's really cool that we got both styles from them. Um, Integrates is, like, perfect to be the... Uh, developer um jp could probably go into detail on the um the actual physical that limited run games put out yes they did a regular and a classic edition which is awesome because the classic is like the silver box konami nes games that had mm -hmm. come out in the past and like you know the names but the artist for the cover <laughs> yeah so so the uh the cover artist was tom dubois or dubois <laughs> like it's that's tom dubois he um was the artist for Castlevania Dracula's Curse and yeah, did a I mean, lot of other Konami titles. He's literally like the guy who drew Konami art back in the day. Yeah, the the box was NES perfect. Like it fit in the NES protector that I have. It came with uh, the game, a double-sided poster, a music CD, and then what was really cool, it's the only time I've seen it so far released, was an NES like black plastic sleeve that you would put over the cartridge. They oh, made yeah. one for the Switch case. Um, with their logo on it, and I think it was just an awesome release. I mean, you know, whenever they go retro, those are my favorite ones. So when this one came out, it was just perfect. So and I and this really one was one. also had a variant cover released at Best Buy, where this is like one of the only games that because it's in my top five, by the way. Um, mm -hmm. It's on my my top of my collection. Um, it's one of the ones that I actually double dipped because uh, when I went with the original Kickstarter, uh, mm -hmm. they released a steelbook for Ritual of the Night mm -hmm. at Best Buy. And 
backers didn't get it. And I was mad, and I was like, well, I want the damn Steelbook. So I went there, and you had to buy a game to get the Steelbook. So I bought Curse of the Moon, and they gave me the Steelbook. And nice. Curse of the Moon was, like, cheaper than, <laughs> than Ritual of the Night was. And I was like, oh, cool. So I got a second copy of Curse of the Moon uh, with the variant cover. And um, I do know, because I've Googled it, there is a variant third cover that has the Tom Dubois art on it that was uh, pushed out and distributed at PAX along with a PS4 version. So it's really, really, like, obscure that you never see it come up. But there's, like, a couple of pictures if you google it on mm-hmm. google that it does exist i'm sure jb probably has one barry mm-hmm. i'll have to take mm-hmm. a look sure he has one i sure. I, I love one but uh, <laughs> yeah. i'm not lucky enough to get one i'm not yeah. special and entitled enough yeah you're not entitled enough yet but um but in reality though it's, it's uh limited run does that every once in a while where they, where they will have a special distribution at a convention or something just to make something fun for collectors it's not, not not anything you could have bought online or anything. Um, they, they did do a, a, a PAX one for PS4. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that I managed to get. But you're welcome. Yes, <laughs> yes, and actually J, JP is the one who who picked that up for me at PAX East. So yes, thank you, JP. See, I think of you. <laughs> you, well, you you think of me by when I, when I ask would you pick this up, you say yes, and I do appreciate that. <laughs> He's not from buddy. <laughs> and then you held my games hostage for a while. <laughs> and I personally drove them to your house. I feel like you're leaving certain pieces of my personality hey, out. JP, you got to talk about the uh, you got to talk about the uh, the home run freaking quarterback pass that he did with all the games throwing them to your house as he sped away before you could look at him. <laughs> oh, I was able to look at him, but apparently, you know, because people are walking down the sidewalk, he, he bolted like the flash. Oh my god, people. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I was like, well, so, did we, so did we play this game? <clears throat> yes. Yeah, yes, right. we did. Let's talk about it. Because yeah, there's multiple endings to this game, which is I'll, the first thing. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I want to hear JP first, well, only because, because we both played it, but JP had never well, played this before. I, I think You're the right. best part was is I actually had sent JP a message and after he did his post, and there was a piece of the actual whole gameplay he didn't even know existed, like a whole way to play the game. Because there's literally, like multiple ways to play through this game. There's three different ways to play through this game, actually. I only told JP about one extra way. Four, so. four if you count the boss rush. Well, no, so, like, for example, number one, you can play the game, and as you go through, you get unlockable characters that you go and talk to. Uh, number two is you can just ignore them and keep playing. Number three is you can kill them and take their powers. So, like, and upgrades <laughs> that gets you. So, like, there are three different ways. And then you could do a multiple of killing a couple or fuse. Like, like there's a lot of different endings, like seven or eight different endings of this game. Like, different <laughs> ways to beat the game. It's ridiculous. And most people just go and it says press up, you press up, and you get the characters. Um, I actually went there and did all, a, a whole death run <laughs> with this with this time where I killed everyone as Zagetsu and his actual powers they aren't aren't as cool as having other characters and other life bars but <laughs> but like it's really cool to play it all the way and then and then the final mode you get to play as the super powered up Zangetsu with all three characters and all is right in the world <laughs> but yeah so JP like how did you play? regular mode. I did not know you could opt to not take the characters. I thought 
at the end of each of the initial levels, you have to just add them to your party. So that's what I did. Yeah. But I played it regular through and through um, and was able to beat it, which I'm surprised because I'm normally very bad at these games. Yeah. But I enjoyed this. I played it, you know, the first way where, you know, he doesn't seem to like all the supporting characters, but allows them to come on his quest. Uh, so I beat the game, I guess, the standard way that you beat it. The nice JP way. The JP way. And I was happy with it. I thought it was fun. I was ready to, like, play it on easy to go through the other ones because I thought there was maybe, like, three or four different endings. And then I think when Jeffrey said there's seven or eight, I go, I'm yeah. done. Like, this was well, a fun like, game, but... Like, so, like, the way you beat it is you collect all the characters while Zangetsu at the end sacrifices himself. And then you have to play through with all three of the characters without Zangetsu. Mm-hmm. And then after you save him, because he becomes a secret end boss, you fight him. Uh, and then after you save him, then you get to play as the powered-up Zangetsu with all three characters. Like, it's it's pretty cool. Whereas, like, if you don't, if you just walk by them all, I think they come and save you. And then Zangetsu, then they all four survive if you don't collect them all. If you kill them all, then everybody dies. <laughs> it's classic. That's crazy that they put that much into a Kickstarter backer. In a couple. Um, the gu- in like a few, additional like, item. Weeks. I mean, that's, that's insane. I mean, it's completely worthy of a physical just with the sheer amount of replayability that it has. Yeah, and I mean, six months of development, too. Like, they yeah. threw everything to the wall. It's crazy to me. And little bonus game. Like, we're just going to do a little bonus game and then, uh-huh. like, I, like, jokingly said, but this is before Ritual was released, I was jokingly said, well, this is better than Ritual. Like, it just, like, completely hit everything I loved about the Nintendo, the NES, and then, like, took it to, like, I can switch between characters on the fly instead of having mm-hmm. to, you know, wait till the end of each level. Or, like, it's, like, you just constantly have, like, the cool upgrades and... It's there's also a casual mode so you don't get knockback if you don't want. Like, did you play on a casual or normal? I did normal. Normal? Okay, so you play with the knockback. Nice. That's for sure. I did. I I thought I wasn't gonna be able to beat it, but you know, you learn the patterns after like the second or third try. So <laughs> to me I was thankfully the Dracula type character i I really enjoyed because of his like three projectile attack that kinda went in all directions that helped a lot. Yeah. I would say that the most useless character for me must have been the wizard, even though he had a good free spell that could kill non-boss enemies in one hit. His life bar was just so small that, like, he just wasn't useful for the most mm-hmm. part. But he did have some good abilities. I liked the girl. Um, so I, I would say the girl, the vampire, then Zangetsu, Zangetsu and then the wizard. That's so, kind of how I played it. So there is a way where you can be a little more strategic, where, like, because, like, Miriam, uh, she can like do the Mega Man slide underneath walls uh-huh. and you get power ups. Well if you do yeah. the Mega Man slide then switch to um you know Alfred the the wizard like you can p- give him the life bar power up. <laughs> like you can actually you know like mm. increase their life bars instead so that way they're not completely ridiculously <laughs> underpowered cuz there's like what is it, the fourth or the fifth world where you have the, the crazy, you get the super power up the first time for Alfred, and the, the, the and is it the fifth world, and you have the lightning boss, and he's shooting down lightning, and if you, you can, like, spam him, if you have, but mm-hmm. if you don't have enough life, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna get destroyed, and then I always switch over to Dracula, I, I don't call, I call Gebel, I call him Dracula, or Alucard, <laughs> um, but, like, you switch over to Alucard, and then you just fly so you don't get knocked off, because he does, like, this wind thing, like, um, Storm Eagle mm-hmm. in Mega Man X. <laughs> I do like that when you're with the wizard and you have the, I call it, 
invincibility spell where you have like the flame ring going around you and you switch characters, it stays with them. And I go, that's mm-hmm. a really smart tactic. Um, and, it, you know, you follow the skeletons pointing, which I guess was the best route that you could take in the level because they would give you a hint as to which way they're pointing. So, you know, when, when you have to, like, fly over a gap and, you know, Dracula's dead, I'm just like, oh, my God, I got to go the long way. And it's just sometimes <laughs> it was easier to just kill everybody and then just start again with all four characters. Depending yeah. on where you were in the game, but well, no, and, I, I, and that's I, the thing, JP. Where if you play it on casual, like there's no, you get infinite lives. So like if you lose one character dies, you might as well kill them all because there's no yeah. real penalty. Um, whereas when you're playing, you have lives, so you got to be strategic. Right. Yeah, but it's nice. You know, it wasn't so. How would you compare the difficulty of regular mode to Castlevania Three on the NES? I think it's very close. Um, Obviously, we're we're in a more modern era, so it's a little <laughs> little easier. Um, but there's a lot of different, and it's only easier because there's not limitations like there was on the NES. That's the only mm-hmm. reason. It's, it's like it still has the same feel to it for me as the original <laughs> Castlevanias. I mean, I've played through and mastered them all. I mean, heck, VGBS when we just did our recording like a few months back, it was Castlevania Two. Uh, we get to play nice. through that whole game. Um, so, like, it's it's ingrained in my blood, this series. Uh, this is by the same, a lot of the same people that were involved, and you can tell. Uh, and it just has a, a really cool ambiance to me, while still just, like, having its own story. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's not flawless, it's not perfect. Um, and if you're not great at action games, you won't enjoy it, uh, for sure. <laughs> like, But on the other side... Uh, it's an awesome companion piece, and I like that it's kind of like a side story, not necessarily like canon either. It's <laughs> like it's like a little because there's so many different like endings. Uh, in reality, like it's not necessarily canon, quote unquote. Uh, mm-hmm. Even even though it was written by Igarashi, like it's you know, but it's it's really close, um, and. I do think that having the swappable characters is a really good aspect mm-hmm. to it. I never had an issue where I didn't have enough weapon power-ups. Um, life's way more plentiful in this game than it was back in the day. Like, back in the day, you had to, on, like, original Castlevania, if you took, like, health, like, the um, the meat in the wall was few and far between, maybe one per level. Uh, mm-hmm. Now it's, like, all over the place. Um, I also feel like that they, they leveraged on some of those tropes like, every time, all the time. So, for example, like, every time you kill a boss, they do, like, a last-minute attack, which was, like, mm-hmm. one boss did that in some of the older games. Now it's, like, all the bosses do that, so you got to remember, like, where they're going to attack you at at the end, and sometimes they'll kill you as they do it. I've had that happen where I die right at the end. I'm like, damn it! <laughs> so how um, fast could you go through the game on one playthrough? Um, this, this one. I'm able to get through it in about around an hour. Um, mm-hmm. not, it doesn't take too long. I did play through it in all of the modes, all the different ways. Um, I'm not a fan of the Zangetsu ignores everybody mode. Um, mm-hmm. That's probably my least favorite. My um, I don't. Re- I even don't like Zangetsu kills everybody mode because in reality, I the power ups that he gets are not comparable to what all the characters individually offer you because you have the mm-hmm. variety of all of their special moves on top of their, like, Miriam's whip reach. Or, mm-hmm. like, you don't... It's it's not comparable enough to get, like, an extra... Like, higher jump or something. Like, that's not enough for me. 
Um, so, but it's all a risk first reward, and it's a different play style, different way to play, tests your skills. So, that's all mine. I haven't heard anything from Barry, though. I want to hear what Barry thinks. Me neither. Well, you, you guys have just been talking, so I've just been you know, casually letting you talk, not interrupting. Um, yeah, so for me, the first time I played this, I went through the mode, the, the standard mode, where I recruited everybody. Uh, like I'm sure most people did. And I, yeah. I played on casual um, just because I just wanted to enjoy it. I didn't want to be too frustrated. So I uh, I beat that back in, what, 2018. So when we, you know, you announced, hey, we're going to do it this time. I'm like, oh, you know, should I just run through it again? And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to create a second file because it'll give you a bunch. And instead, I'm going to do nightmare mode. I'm still going to play on casual, but I'm going to do nightmare mode. Um, so this it was cool to go through this time with only three characters right at the start but only three uh and it, it definitely changed the way i had to attack the bosses and, and strategize and uh the bosses are a little harder in nightmare mode and uh it was cool just going through like i really remember just how much i enjoyed the game and i think it was better the second time around simply because when i played it the first time uh, I hadn't played Ritual of the Night yet. It wasn't out. But then the second time, Ritual of the Night, I had already played and loved. And I had forgotten that so like all the bosses in Curse of the Moon actually appear in Ritual of the Night. Oh, absolutely. Cool <laughs> seeing them again as the 8-bit version. Um, you know, and I had forgotten. I was like, you know, like even like the woman, the woman in the bathtub with all the blood, like she, she's not even like a main boss in Ritual of the Night. You find her in like a side room kind of deal. But, like, that boss fight stood out to me because it was so creepy. And it was like, oh, man, like, she's even here. Like, this is awesome. Uh, and, and the bosses are different enough between the 8-bit and the, the 32-bit versions, if you will. But I loved that. Um, but, yeah, this is not canon, even though he wrote it because it, it's, it's like an alternate universe. It's yeah. not like a prequel. Because, like, the Dracula person, you put it, like, he's the bad, <laughs> like, the main bad guy in Ritual of the Night. And... And the, the wizard oh, is another man, Gable. He, he's, um, you know, kind of like a third-party antagonist you have to fight. And, yeah. uh, you know, Zengetsu is, is someone you have to fight, but also a, the helper, like like a ally, enemy, slash you're not sure. And then, of course, uh, Miriam is your main character. So it's so so interesting to see them fighting together um, after playing Ritual of the Night, where that wasn't the case at all. Um, the, I didn't, I got a different ending when I beat it though. They, they didn't save him. They, they, we, you know, he fought him and we beat him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then they, they left the castle and they were like, you know, it's too bad. We were only able to save his soul. Oh yeah, that's um, right. That is what happens in Nightmare. Yeah. So that's what happened to me. So I was like, oh, okay, well that, that sucks. And I thought maybe that would unlock the third mode, but then I read, I was like, no, it didn't. And I read, I was like, oh, I gotta do I gotta go keep, go back through the, and play through again and kill them all to get the third mode. I'm like, yep. you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna pass on this. Uh, <laughs> well, I know. mean, and the thing is, is that if you're obsessed with this game, it's great that there's so much replayability. Yeah. Um, when we have a million games to play, it's it's great to come back to because that's literally what you and I did, Barry. Is we came back to the game after playing it initially, and now it's like, oh, this is awesome again. <laughs> I also forgot about a lot of the cool nuances, and it's in my top five. Like, I, I need to play this, like, at least once a year. Like, amazing. 
Oh, yeah. So, oh, so did either of you use Curse of the Moon when you paused the game? No. I, I never did. I don't even know what it does. It, it what, takes you what, back. What is this? If you pause the game, there's an option called Curse of the Moon, and what it does is it allows you to go back to a previous world to play through again, uh, but you can't jump back forward in the future. It's a one-way backwards. It's pretty cool. No. So, Why would you do that? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, miss something. I mean, if you killed somebody and didn't want to, or... <laughs> No, no, I lie. didn't. I never. I didn't even know that was an option. So, see <laughs> more things I'm learning about the game. <laughs> That's why we're here, JP, for you to learn about the game that we're supposed to play. <laughs> um. So let's uh, do if we recommend the game or not. We haven't done that in a while. Usually, <laughs> I mean, it's my top five, so obviously recommend it. It's one of the best retro style games. But it's really like we got to use quotation fingers because it's by the developers from some of the original games. So like it's really retro inspired by some of the original people. Um, I love that it's an alternate universe. I mean, we need more of that. Like it's just super cool. There's so many million ways to play it. Um, awesome way to play. I don't know how much it it is right now digitally, but like having a physical copy is is awesome it has an instruction manual there's the nes version with jp's favorite sleeve that we're trying to get limited run games to make more of um <laughs> like we just like amazing game recommend it to anybody who enjoyed nintendo platformers in castlevania um for sure like if anything i feel like this game is closer to castlevania 3 than Ritual of the Night is to Symphony of the Night. But I think that might be a, something we can dig into later in a different episode. Um, by you, JP? Yeah, I, I highly recommend this game. I mean, I have never played Castlevania 3 Gross. for the NES. I haven't played Shame. Castlevania. Yeah, well, this is, this is the truth about me. I have not played a lot of popular games, classic games, that you know everyone talked about back in the day so i've tried castlevania 2 don't even know if i play castlevania 1 so going into this i'm not a huge fan of them i the only thing i know is that i suck at these games Uh, so for me to beat the game on regular mode was an accomplishment but i really enjoyed it i thought for the majority of the game it was very smooth i really liked all the mechanics to it i like switching the characters different abilities there is you know logic and strategy that has to go into playing your best version of the game which i liked and that leads to replayability to decision choices you have all the multiple endings which you know if you don't play a lot of games and you know this is the one game you buy it's going to give you a lot for your money to get all those endings if you want to do and then you mention all the different modes that they have my one gripe would probably be like the jumping like i feel like sometimes i'm up against the wall and i want to jump up on the ledge you have to do that running head start kind of jump you can't just you know jump up and move to the right so um that got me a few times when i was fighting like the the bosses but other than that solid game uh i think it's sold out now at best buy i think it's been sold out for a while sold out through limited runs so to get a physical you'll have to go you know through a facebook group or a third party like ebay or retro store so if you can find the physical i still recommend it but i would download this game i mean it's definitely a solid game to own on the switch it hits all that nostalgia points. It hits a really good, just solid title for the Switch. So I give it a thumbs up. Bear? Yeah, I I agree. It is an awesome, awesome game. Um, it's not perfect. There are little, more little nuances. To me, the biggest 
the thing that kind of irked me was, especially in nightmare mode and playing, you know, casually you have unlimited lives, but like, I, I am not a fan of when you, when one person dies, like that's it. You instantly have to start at the last checkpoint with everything, your status as is. Cause like, if you're like one hit away from killing the boss or you, you know, even if you die on that boss's final hit, like you have to go back. Mm-hmm. And when you, when you have three characters and you're fighting the boss, and character one gets down to, like, you know, two hits left, so you switch out, and character two gets hit down to two hits left, so you switch to character three, character three dies, then it starts you back up with character one and two at two hits left, and yet there's <laughs> one heart there, but if, if you failed that attempt with three full characters, you're not going to beat it with two characters with two hits left, so he has had to commit suicide to restart, and it was like, I felt like that was just a waste of time, like, like, Either let that character die and like you immediately pull up with another one to quickly try to pull out a clutch finish, or just start it off at that point from the last checkpoint with everyone full, because that's really especially in casual mode that's just what you're gonna do. Like you're just gonna commit suicide to start up, yeah, um, start fresh, and it just that that almost felt like a little bit of backwards design. Uh, I would have loved to to have just had you pick up right where. That character died, not ha- not forcing you to restart because you just had a one bad run where you know you got hit by something and you know. And, so you want like minor... a super casual mode? Not not even super casual. Just yeah, it'd be easier. easier. <laughs> well, yeah, it would be easier. But yeah, I, super I casual. <laughs> I'm I'm just saying, if one character dies, it shouldn't be start back from the last checkpoint with everybody else as status quo, especially on bosses. Like the rest of the game, the rest of the level is fine. Leave it as is. But like for the bosses. Only because it, it's almost futile at that point. Yeah, I mean, you know? I I don't think I, <laughs> except for like the one fifth level boss pushing me off yeah, I died one time. Too. He pushed me off one time. I didn't die at, at all the rest of the game. Like I, I never like I never die from hit points or anything because I'm pretty slow paced in my old age. I don't blaze through anything anymore. So like, and if you do that with Curse of the Moon, fortunately you don't you don't uh, take a lot of damage. So. Yeah, bosses I just went ham on. Like, I died, I think, once yeah. by falling into a pit. And, and that, that boss with the wind like, it got me a couple times. But even that boss, like, you go up to that boss, and, like, he blows you off. Like, the first time, like, I had forgotten that mechanic because it had been so long mm-hmm. since I played the game. So the first time he got me, I was like, oh, shit, I forgot about that. But then I had to commit suicide because now I have two characters. And I'm like, fuck, I'm just going <laughs> to go back, and I'm just going <laughs> to start over again. Uh, it was just, just a waste at that point. Or at least give you the option. Like, do you want to restart from the last checkpoint with everybody full, or do you want to keep as it? So then everybody wins. Um, mm-hmm. If you want to go for that extra challenge, you could. But yeah, I highly recommend it. If you could find a physical, I'm always an advocate for physical. When this came out, I was hoping there would be a physical, and I asked on the Kickstarter if they would put a physical out um, with uh, Ritual of the Night, and they stated because there were two different developers, they couldn't do that, and that saddened me, because I'm like, this game deserves to be physical. So I was very happy when Limited Run announced it. Yeah. So um, on that note of physical, there's actually a, um, a game that looks very similar that just launched on Kickstarter. It's called Lords of Exile. And it's really cool because it's like the 8-bit Metroidvania style. Um, but the thing is, is that like it doesn't have a physical. So people, if you're interested in Lords of Exile, it's fully funded. Um, it's a cool little representative to Curse of the Moon. And now, JP... So we posted that we're playing this game. So we did get some feedback. So let's just go through that quickly. So 
Akio Kahushi said it was a perfectly executed return to retro gaming. I also died a lot. At Mr. Mimi said, I really enjoyed it a lot. Only complaint is that if you let even one of your characters die, characters die, it gets a lot more difficult. Collectoritis said, yep, got it free as part of the Kickstarter stretch goal from the Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Good game in its own right. Also bought this collector edition version of it from Limited Run Games. Then we have Brightest Day said that poster art, though. So he's referring to the one that came in the classic edition. Alt Writer said a loving homage to Castlevania 3 that isn't nearly as challenging as its predecessor. Visually superb with tight controls and an excellent soundtrack. Uh, Timothy Omega said, loved how similar similar was the classic Castlevania. Found myself mostly using Orlock Dracul. Uh, Corey JJ said, I loved how you can sort sort the game, the swapping. Jump high with Miriam, switch to Gebel. Fling some bats at a baddie, normally out of reach. Very smart. Uh, DS Lion Gaming said, oh, I have played it, though I'm sad I didn't get the collector edition. Landon Wynn said, it looks like a really cool game, and I regret passing on it originally. Hopefully I could pick it up in the future. Uh, Valkian24 said, I played it and enjoyed it, despite it being a little too tough for my liking. Then bought the special edition as a companion piece to my pledge for the Ritual of the Night Kickstarter. Uh, Mason Nemeth said, had a ton of fun playing this one. I really like being able to swap characters on a whim. Kind of wish the other Bloodstained game did the same thing. And then finally, Mario Knockoff said it brought me back to the days of sneaking in time sneaking in time on Dracula's curse before school as a kid 10 out of 10 <laughs> a lot of people like the game it's awesome yeah, yeah. That's thanks good. everybody for uh, leaving your feedback and anytime JP remembers to post a poll we can <laughs> we'll get some feedback on, on the game um, it does help that this is more mainstream though and more popular than some of the uh, digital indie games that we've been covering lately um, been cool. So, but, speaking of digital only games, should we go to our one dollar challenge, or should we talk about first what game we're playing next week? Oh, do we know? I don't even know. Yeah, I thought what we were we were doing a oh. double back to back. We're doing That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, so uh, next week, follow along as we're going to go over Bloodstain Ritual of the Night, um, a much longer game than this one. So, JP oh, yeah. will get anxiety. Um, <laughs> but JP's been home, so he's been had time recently. Um, it's That's true. awesome. I hopefully I'll be able to um, beat it finally. I I think the last time I played it has been a long time. But the last time I played it, like I was just wandering around figuring out where to go, and I refused to use online stuff. So I might have to buckle down just to figure out where the heck I need to go next. Um, because, like, I was just, like, wandering on what was open currently on the map. And, you know, a Metroidvania that it is, like, you're literally um, got to find the next piece to unlock the next part of the map. And so I've, I've been leveling up a lot, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> but it would be cool to dig into the, the classic. And maybe there's a patch or something since I've played to, so I can note there, some updates. There, there's been a patch, and unfortunately they nerfed my favorite mechanic in the game. <laughs> Well, we'll definitely talk about that, but damn, that sucks, because I probably used it. And I'm going to be like, what happened? I don't like it now. Uh, um, so, I think it is time now, Barry. All right. To do the $1 challenge. So, it's, uh, basically, we talked about this last week. 
We're all going to go uh, on the eShop every week and see if we can find the coolest game we can under a dollar. And we're all going to talk about our games uh, and then see um, who picked the best choice. And sometimes the choices we pick may not be great. Sometimes they'll be great. Um, who knows? Um, but yeah, we're, the idea is to pull up three different games on the eShop that aren't necessarily getting any love or, you know, are under a dollar and a good budget title. Um, so go ahead, uh, Barry, what, what game did you pick up? And also like, what does it go for? And then what was it on sale for? And it could be uh, general if you don't know the exact number. Yeah, yeah, I, I do. Um, so I picked up a game called Just Glide. Um, it, it's from Cool Small Games. It was, uh, 90% off. It was a dollar and 19 cents. But ninety percent off brought it down to eleven cents. Eleven cents! So. Holy cow! <laughs> so big purchase here. <laughs> eleven cents. So that's eleven gold points that you that you used on this. <laughs> yes, eleven gold points I used on this, and I kind of want them back. <laughs> so so this amazing. Game you play, what is it? <laughs> so you play as a paper airplane, and this is pretty much. Flappy Bird, but instead of pipes, there's rings to go through. Oh, really? <laughs> and there's there's like meteors to dodge, and there's some interesting mechanics where they have like rain, and like when when you the rain's on top of you, it's harder to go up. But then there's umbrellas you can fly under where things return to normal. But it, it tricks with you because you're rapidly like hitting A to stay up, and then you go under an umbrella and you shoot up into the bottom of the umbrella and crash. Ah. And it's like it's like oh man, it's totally screws with you. Um, but you do collect coins. And then you use those coins. They do. They stack. They save. So oh. if you get like fifty coins and you die, you retain those fifty coins, and you could use those to purchase other paper airplanes. Uh, I didn't get enough to purchase another air, paper airplane, so I don't think they really control any differently. I think it's all <laughs> cosmetic um, because it's really the bu- the game is just push A. Um, that's oh my. Um, there's, Weird, there's no weirdly but, though. Did you know that there's a Nintendo homebrew game, an old one? It's called Glider. And you yeah. do almost similar in eight bit, like weird that they well, this, same same deal like collect coins and this this type of game isn't exclusive to this. I mean, even I just went through the Life of Strange games and in, in the again, amazing uh, the uh, Captain Spirit game. There's a little mobile game called Hot Dog Man where it's the exact same thing and you have to play that for one of the objectives. <laughs> for your well, hot dog you know it's bad when they can't sell it for a dollar or something, so they have to drop it down <laughs> to eleven cents. Eleven cents. So yeah, it's definitely an interesting title. It looked it looked cool from the picture. I'm like, oh yeah, this this looks kind of interesting. I love pilot wings. I love going through that. So maybe I'll give this a try. And then when I started, I'm like, oh, it's Flappy Bird. Um, <laughs> so I played it a few rounds and said, I don't even know if I got my 11 gold coins worth. Um, so I would not recommend it unless Thumbs you down. really, really love, really love Flappy Bird and really love this type of game. And this is, you know, it. it the whole time I was playing it, my wife and I looked at each other and we were just like, you know what? Robot Unicorn Attack would have been so much better on the Switch because it's the same type of endless runner type of thing. Oh, or, yeah. So I was like, oh, I would have would have preferred to play more of that. But no, eh, this is my choice. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so for me, I um, went with a game that was regularly $5. It was on sale for $0.79. Cents. Um, it's called Adrenaline Rush Miami, Not- Miami Drive 79. 
<laughs> That's the game I chose. Um, so basically, it's a little 3D game, racing game. Even better than yours, Barry, you don't even press a button. You just steer. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wish I could have steered. You just steer. Um, so I can steer, but I don't press any buttons. But literally, you're driving a muscle car or a sports car uh, running from the cops. Literally, it is burnout. Uh, like burnout revenge it's just the normal like mode where you crash not crash mode but where you're driving there's no race though um but you're literally just driving you crash into stuff you collect coins uh there's power-ups like the ability to collect more coins or get a shield uh there's different traps that pop up oil slicks different like barriers that you have to dodge and so like each level because it also has rpg mechanics where you can level up your cars and leveling up your cars you get new cars basically that's all it does so like you get to level 10 you can unlock another car which you pay coins for um but each level has three different goals like one will be crash into or or take out uh six taxi cabs and then the next one is is get two shields and another one is collect 160 coins um, if you go over to oncoming traffic, just like in Burnout, um, you can like dodge and get near misses and it builds up this fire meter at the bottom. If you build it up all the way, it does this coin rush thing where all, where like about 50 coins rush over to you. Um, it's very basic though, because as far as I'm tracking, there's only like one quote unquote track, even though there's different like day night cycles and stuff. Um, but for what it is, it's actually super addicting. I was like playing the heck out of it, just sitting there, like while my wife was playing Animal Crossing, I'm just sitting there doing that. And um, there's a few different soundtrack things. It's almost like uh, Interstate 76 back in the day, so it's probably why they have Miami Drive 79. A little bit of a, a throwback to that old soundtrack. It's like old school, like <laughs> like classic music, um, like you're driving in the 70s, which is pretty cool. Um, there's, I got, I only got to unlock the second car or maybe the third car. It's like a muscle car with like fire on it and it was, is pretty cool. And so each car you unlock, unlocks a new ability. So you collect more coins. The, it is the third car that I unlocked because it's, um, oil slicks is what it unlocked. So like the oil slicks don't affect me as much for the, the new car. Um, either way though, super cool, fun game, um, worth 79 cents. I'll say that, um, Five dollars, not so much. I wouldn't pay five dollars for it because there's no variety at that point. Uh, and there's enough there to where I can pop it in for every once in a while and just play through a couple levels. Uh, some of the different challenges though are iffy uh, because like if it says get three shields and you only come across one before you crash because like what you do is you go through the first section and then you hit a speed up zone. And then you get to the second section. The second section is where you have a couple power-ups, but those can, like, disappear or do some random stuff. And then, like, the third section starts to get chaotic. So it's you don't usually come across more than, like, two power-ups. Um, fortunately, you can, like, buy progression <laughs> with coins. So, like, that's what I had to do with a few of them. But um, overall, though, I'd, I'd recommend it for the current sale price at, like, 79 cents. Definitely a cool game. Um, JP, what did you end up uh, getting under a dollar? So I did the game that you had mentioned in the last episode, which was Biolab Wars. Okay. Uh, it sounded cool. Uh, I think at the time you had mentioned it was only 49 cents, or I had been shopping the deals and I saw it was only 49 cents. Mm -hmm. um, so I picked it up, 
And um, so it's by Calibri Game Studios, published by Forever Entertainment. They also help publish the new Panzer Dragoon. They do a lot of games. Uh, and it's really cool because it's a throwback to the 8-bit run-and-gun, like Contra-type games. Uh, it takes place in New York, 1985. The only intro that you see is a very short cutscene where you see like a bomb go off in New York, and then all of a sudden it cuts to the general going, the pumpkin head has failed, call in the mercenaries. They're still hiding in New York, the bad guys. So hmm. it then takes you to the main game. You can choose from three characters, so it's a guy, girl, or a dog in a uh, in a robotic suit. So, of course, I played as the dog, who I believe his name is Teddy. Um, Puppy power. They all, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they all have the same abilities, essentially. You can shoot left, right, um, and then you can get power-ups that will shoot upwards as well. And it's, it's literally just that. You go left to right, you're fighting you know, enemies coming on the screen. As you're going, you run over or you kind of like pass over these power-up health refills, so you have a lot of different attacks that you can do or a lot of different guns. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, a, it's really fun. I mean, the music right from the get-go is just awesome i mean it really just hooks you in the levels are not that long i mean you there's seven stages with three parts to each one with a boss fight at the end you probably could beat the entire game in 30 minutes or so like it's not a long game mm-hmm. but it, you know it keeps track of your high score so if it you has do least... lose all your lives though you don't you don't get to continue so you have to start all the way over okay i mean i will say like playing it um so far I've gotten to the fourth stage I think I've died once I mean it, to me it's not that difficult of a game maybe it ramps up as you get closer to the end but yeah. the first world was you know like standard left to right the second one you're on a motorcycle so you're on the highway and you're fighting off you know different vehicles and enemies left to right which was a lot of fun and then it goes back to like a sewer type level um, so it's, it's it's a good game I mean I think it it came out at a dollar ninety nine. I was trying to find the price for some reason the eShop wasn't showing it for me, but at least when it came out last year, so this was late last year, it was a dollar ninety nine on the eShop. I mean, I'm honestly surprised it's it's that cheap. I could easily see it going for five dollars, seven dollars. I mean, I definitely think it's worth it. But for forty nine cents, to me, it's a no brainer. It's a really fun game, and what's nice is it does save your progress. So if you play a little bit and then turn it off, go back in you can select the stage, uh, the last stage that you're at. And then I imagine once you beat the game, just all seven stages just unlock for you so you could select. But it's a it's a fun game, um, so I definitely recommend it. Nice. So there's our challenge. The question is, um, who is the winner? Um, sounds like... Well, we know Barry lost. Barry I didn't lost. have the best game. Um, no. My game was cool, but I feel like it was... Didn't have enough variety for me. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it was fun. It's addictive. Like, it's not a bad game. Um, I recommend it, but at the, at the sale price. But Biolab Wars, I did play. I, I feel like that's probably the better game out of the two that I played. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will say that. Um, and it's cheaper. Um, not the cheapest that we played, but it's the better of the cheaper. Yeah, so. cheapest, I get that reward. <laughs> <laughs> you, get, you get the cheapest, but there's a reason. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I I think that was pretty pretty cool though to give some games some variety, um, and I think we should uh, continue doing the dollar challenge. JP wins this week, stealing my All game right. from last Woo-hoo. week. One <laughs> that's zero. how that's how JP failed because he stole my game from last week. <laughs> Didn't try anything new. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm curious, JP. You you did you did 
uh, retweet my my Just Glide and said you were challenge accepted. Did you download Just Glide? Did you play it? I'm curious. Oh yeah, yeah, wasn't sense. I I got it. So what I normally do now is I put ten dollars at a time on the eShop. So if I run out of coins, I easily can just you know just treat myself to a game or not to go through PayPal. So I saw it was eleven cents. I said yeah, let me get it. And I'm just like, how bad could it be? And I just feel like in the beginning, it didn't even explain what to do because it was like tap, you know, tap the screen. So I tap once and I just like my plane just flies downwards and just dies. And I'm just like, okay, I don't get this. So I, you know, I start tapping the screen like multiple times and I go, all right, like I get the point of this game. It, it reminds me of like those like PC games you'd play at school when you're, you know, just trying to kill some time. And yeah, it was okay. 11 cents is probably... 11 cents too much for the game. But oh, for sure. <laughs> Definitely 11 cents too much. But it was funny because I, I was going to download when you mentioned it, and then I forgot, and then the person was like, so did you get it? And I'm like, all right, well, I said I would. So I did it, and I'm just like, it's on the Switch, but I wouldn't even have my kids play that game. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know what? There is a game back in the day when I was in high school that was a helicopter game. And it was the same kind of thing. I think it was a helicopter. And you had to literally just go left to right and avoid the walls and whatnot. And that game was addicting. This game, not so much. I don't know what it was. I just, uh, I mean, it could have been fun for even like five minutes, but it wasn't even fun for five seconds. <laughs> not <laughs> even fun for five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> if they release this physical, that needs to be on the box. Oh, yeah, don't, box. don't, get, don't get me wrong. Guys. No, don't physical, release it I will physical. buy it. No, I will not. I'll have to buy it. Maybe it comes with a little paper air, uh, airplane craft that you can make, and it'll probably fly better than Hell. the one in the game. Well, my thing is is that like I, I'm waiting for our reviews on, on the episode, whether I'm going to actually pick up a game or not that we, we play, so I'm not picking up the game even for 11 cents. Like, I'm good. I'll so, Barry, let me, let me run something by you, because I brought it up to Jeffrey, and he's against this, naturally. Oh, really? So I don't I have time. Up to you. So you wait. So, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Before you say this, you instantly let me know Jeffrey's against this. So if I'm for, pretty much making no. it. So if I'm for this, oh, no, no, I'm against can, Jeffrey. And no, if I'm, no. uh, you can, that's, that's you exactly can what he's saying, Barry. But here's my idea. <laughs> you can have your own opinion. Don't be a I'm sheep. Gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> mentally mute you now. Okay. So Barry, don't you yes. think it's fair that if we do an underdollar challenge? All three of us should be trying the game out so we can all come to a conclusion which we feel is the better game. Because, yes, you can explain your game as best as you can, and we all know it was garbage. But at the same time, how do we know Jeffrey's game wasn't better than mine? I mean, I didn't play it. You didn't play it. And if the idea is that we all pick a game under a dollar, shouldn't we all be getting the game, play no, it really you know quick? What? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with Jeffrey on this one. Yeah! Uh, here's, here's why. And it's not because Jeffrey did it. Because... I don't. I, I have so many other things I want rather spend my time on Correct. than more just glides. Um, I would. I'm not saying your games are anywhere near as bad, but you know, I I would rather put my time and energy into something I know I'm going to enjoy and only dip out of it for really. Cr- now, if it would be different if it was like, oh my god, you guys got to play this. This game is a exactly. ten out of ten for sure. But but <laughs> I'll I'll then after the playcast. I will go ahead and download it because I like the idea better of the whole sell us. You're selling us on this okay. game. And, and therefore, I mean, you, you're the one who, honestly, you don't have the time to play a lot of the games, even when it's our one game of the episode. Yeah, JP. <laughs> adding an extra two games on top of the one you're adding. You know, minus Mega Man, I've been doing pretty well beating the games that we've been playing. And yeah, like- more lately. 
Yeah, like, my that was my thing is, like, I don't really have time to dedicate to all of the dollar games, and then if you guys sell me on it, and then we're good. And, like, we're all going to vote on, like, a winner every time. It's just an arbitrary thing. Like, it's just fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I like it better where it's, it's almost like, you know, like in school when everyone has a different book, and then you do the book report, and you have to tell the class about your book, and it's come exactly. like selling in the class on this is why you should read this book well it's selling us why you should play or not play um you're under a dollar game exactly fair enough <laughs> so i look forward to what you two pick for next week of yeah. course it'll be fun. there is something i do want to uh ask you guys about not sure. not related to under our game this this came out um apparently it's a sale going on right now and it's it's pretty interesting. I think it started yesterday or, or it's for this weekend. This is the first time ever <laughs> GameStop has run a sale. Mm-hmm. Buy two free on pre-owned games and new games. The first yeah. time they're doing Is this a sign of desperation? Or yeah. do you think this is a good move? Or will you be partaking in this particular sale? I mean, it's definitely a sign of desperation if they're doing it on new games because they're going to lose their, their butts particularly. Um, I did notice that a lot of first-party games aren't on it. Um, makes sense, at least for Switch. Um, but the thing is, yeah, it's it's a sign of the times if they're doing heavy cuts and heavy discounts. Like it's always a thing where I we need to garner more sales. I mean, I think it's cool that they're doing it, and you know they're just trying to to make sure people are still shopping at GameStop. What do you think? Yeah, well, yeah. So one desperation, two. I still think COVID related. You know, people aren't going out as much. I mean, you are buying games online, but I think it's try to generate business. Two, uh, three, Target has done this in the past. They have done buy two, get one, and they only sell the new game. So we, it's not that we haven't seen this before. First time for GameStop, you have to compete somehow. Um, what is interesting, you know, to answer your point, no, I'm not going to be partaking in it, mainly because I'm just buying Switch games and I have them all. But what is cool is that outside of the first party games that are excluded, all the recent ones that came out even as far as last week was part of that sale. And I'm thinking like, oh, you know, it was one of those times where I didn't buy everything day one. That would have been a really good sale to take part of. Um, when does it when does it end? On Monday or is it going further um, than? Well, it's the, the Memorial Day sale is from the 22nd to the 25th. Hmm. Um, so the 25th is a Monday, which stinks because on the 26th, like three or four games for the Switch come out, and that I would have done. Uh, but unfortunately, it's not on the pre-order. So yeah. for me... It's nothing that I'm going to do. Um, am I going to use it, Barry? Yes, because there's a lot of games I don't have. I've been meaning to buy Astral Chain and Damon X Machina, so both oh, of those are on there. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're not on there, cool, but like I have a list of like over 100, maybe getting close to 200 games I need to buy. So like I'm going to buy at least a triple pack and get one free <laughs> like that nice. way. Yeah. And and I'm honestly, looking- like if I can get those, we need to talk about them in Playcast, so that's cool. Yes, great games. Um, I'm not, so far I'm, I'm looking through, I'm not seeing those. In the, I didn't search. I'm just looking through Switch games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't uh, went on the site yet. Who is there, though? Dimbo Chronicles 2 is there. Uh, Final Fantasy X, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. I mean, there's a lot of great games. Darksiders Genesis is on there. Final Fantasy XII, um, Tales of Vesperia. Uh, I do not see... The only first-party type game I saw was Mario and Sonic Olympics. Um, I don't have that game either, but I don't really want to play it that badly um, that I got to get it. CTR is here. I mean, there's a ton of great, great titles on this list. Uh, Troll and I. Troll and I is there. Ooh, that's our game of the week next to know. Axie and Verge is not sold out yet. I don't get that. Hey, hey Azura Striker Gunvolt 
Striker Pack is there. Ooh, Pat Soldum is there. We were just talking about that. Yeah. Um, so, no, I don't see any Nintendo actual title. Hey, MotoGP20 is there, the download-only card. <laughs> oh, man, I got that already. Well, I, I so, yeah. do like that the recommended for you already pops up all the first-party titles that you can't add to the sale. Like, if you just scroll down on the page, I just went to the page. Oh, yeah, recommended for you. Yeah, Of course it does. Like, you can't do it. It's like, really? But but no, so it looks like Mario and Sonic is the only, like, actual Nintendo-style game. But yeah. there's everything else. Uh, there's a lot of great... Oh, Mario and Rabbids is there. Mario and Rabbids is part of it, too, because it's Ubisoft. Yeah. So Mario and Rabbids is, is there. Um, so, and, and Mario and Sonic is Sega. Uh, Monkey Ball is there. So, yeah, no Nintendo title, but pretty much anything that's not a Nintendo title... Oh, those, those A-holes. Hey, I just looked at you know Astral what? Chain, and it showed the sale, and then it refreshed and got rid of the sale thing. <laughs> it's like, Overcooked and Overcooked 2, the two-pack, is actually here on this for new or pre-owned on the sale. That was like a hard game to find for a while. Why does it do it? it overcooked and Overcooked 2, two-pack. Like uh, one yeah. card mm-hmm. on here and been pre-owned. Um, I'm saying that I, I I don't like GameStop's website because if I type in a Switch game and go to it, like Damon X Machina just went to it, it shows it and then it refreshes and gets rid of the sale. <laughs> if mm-hmm. I'm fast enough and click it, does it give me the sale? <laughs> I don't think so. No. <laughs> also, one thing I've seen is a lot of people who took part of that used one that they had where you buy four or five games and it's like $5 a piece or something. There's a ridiculously like cheap use game sale but so many people were posting pictures and like half the games were missing the cases yes i saw that it was terrible and oh, i'm just like no. that is hell too no. much of a risk no. i'm like i'm not going to go back to the store to try and return it and trying to get like a return label no. is a nightmare so i'm just i would do you new but of course with new probably half the games aren't going to come sealed yep. uh, so if that's something that's a factor to people then you're taking a gamble but no i mean it's Listen, you buy new games and you hold off and don't buy them on day one, now's a very good time to pick them up. I just don't yeah. like that there's, like, picking and choosing, like, stuff. And you know, first time ever, it's, like, first time ever they've done a selective buy two, get one free. Not really. Like, first time they throw in some new games in it, but it's so selective. that It's, like, it's just first-party titles. Although, didn't I see Xenoblade 2? I saw Xenoblade 2. So I guess that is one exception. Let me see hmm. if that's still on the list. I'm going to see if the other... Cause I don't yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is there. I don't so have Torna, the Golden Country, so... Um, that's a great game. And that's not on it, of course. No, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 proper is, but Torna is not. Yeah, and I could use Torna. So, yeah, no, I'm not going to get the all-new prequel story. Sorry, GameStop. Um, yeah, I, I, I guarantee you that I'll find three that I need on my backlog. Like, there's a ton. And, I mean... I didn't even get any Switch games in this week, so, you know, there is that. I, I did get in something cool, though, guys. What'd you get? I got in my three manuals from our, our yeah. guy. We're not going to yeah. do a proper review till everybody gets them, but yeah, I got them in. They're cool. Um, we'll go in detail, nice. though. Like, when... I, I also got in my cards for the Switch Collector, so the, the created cards. There's um, 39 cards plus a, a promo card. Um for the uh, Switch Collector Volume 1. I had people ask me, well, how do you get in there? It's like, well, go to the Kickstarter. It shows you how you get your, get onto a card to be a contributor. <laughs> um, and then there's a couple of awards that, like the best collection of year one that's been posted, best fan art, and a history card, which was the Switch um, launch. So that was pretty cool. Got in some black box challenge. Got in the actual boxes and box protectors. Um, so I got a lot of stuff in. 
Um, along with what JP just got in during his live mail run, um, I got in Switch Player Issue 40. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what kind of cool stuff did you guys get in since I get in nothing cool Switch-related? <laughs> like, besides for stuff that I'm making, which is cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's cooler than anything we're getting. <laughs> Do you want to go first, Barry? Uh, all I got in, because mail has been ridiculously slow and mm-hmm. i i did not get some of the cool stuff you did and maybe maybe today will be the day but all i got were those bb and tina games from fun ah. those those <laughs> two came in yay uh, so wait i <laughs> those two you didn't get the uh super kickers league and i i got i got the constructor one in yeah. prior and super kickers league is on its way i had them in separate orders i didn't gotcha. i didn't realize there were new games i was like ah oh. so those are coming but they're Oh, the last one's coming, but it's later on. Not mm-hmm. not the JP shipping special. That that uh, you know, I, don't, I don't have that. My my stuff is a lot slower. Um, but yeah. Well, to to be fair for that one, they sent it to me early because I'm doing a giveaway with them. So they sent me the giveaway copies and then my copies in the same shipment. That's the only reason I got those ones in faster than other people. But yeah, aka the JP shipping special. That's that's the <laughs> JP switch shipping special right there. You described it. <laughs> I, uh, I I tempt them all by giving away their games. <laughs> they ship me the games faster. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> Make it too easy, JP. All right, JP. I guess so. <laughs> you You're go. in a mood today. Who, <laughs> oh, Jeffrey? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was Barry, actually. That's, that one is the best part. The JP Switching Special is something I've talked about before. I know. I know, like, Jeffrey, you, you got the manual. So maybe, like I said, yeah. I, I there think you go. on the totem ball here well i think i think uh, <laughs> I with the manuals that's an etsy thing and i ordered them first so he should no i ordered them first i said it on the playcast and you guys both ordered it during the playcast that's but true. i ordered it before the playcast started oh that's true yeah hmm. all right so what did i get in this week so i got in from picks and love and picks and loves publishing the samurai showdown Neo Geo Gold Chalkbox Edition, which is the only way to get the Samurai Showdown 2 Pocket Fighter Neo Geo Color game physically. And it's technically their very first limited published release. They actually put a number one on the back. So even though they've done the Travis No More Heroes and Street Fighter in the past, this Neo Geo one is actually their first game that they have made physically for the Switch. So it's pretty cool. Uh, Number two is going to be coming soon. They've already been teasing it. We do know that they're going to be doing a Neo Geo collection for Samurai Showdown, so I think that's probably going to be their second release. Um, but yeah, that came in came in a really cool shock box, nice art book, um, really nice release overall. Like the quality is, is awesome. Bad that thing was, is they don't send out one that any I missed, tracking. I want to say I think I missed it completely. Yeah. yeah, they don't send out any tracking, so we all got the notification on like the 11th saying that it was shipping, and then it just randomly arrived, uh, yeah. which is cool. And then I've been seeing a lot of people get low numbers because out of 2,500, the number's on the back. So I got 140, but I saw somebody get 6, 22, 50, 250. And I'm just like, nice. Like, I'm glad these people are posting uh, what they got. And then, I'll be you happy know, with been, 2,500 as long as it comes in. <laughs> you'll get it. It'll probably come in today or tomorrow. Um, so then I, it was a slow week. Nothing really came out. So I ordered some stuff from overseas that came in. Um, and also some pre-order stuff just got released, so I'm just pulling that up. But uh, from Limited Run Games, I got Away Journey to the Unexpected, which was a distributed title that they did from Dear Villagers. It's a shmup game. And I also got in the Dark Devotion Devoted Bundle uh, with the Steelbook. So those two came in from them. 
Then I also got in from overseas. I had a Play Asia order come in, so I had the Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm 4 Road to Boruto UK edition, which was odd because on the back was Arabic mixed hmm. in with English, and I've never seen that before, so I have no idea where that came from. Was that the from. first or second copy that you bought, like the one? Second. Bought? My first one still hasn't arrived, uh, <laughs> and that's from Shop for Megastore. Yeah, so I my think first just, one, too. I don't doubt... You know, it's anything on their end. I think it's just our USPS, but I just wanted to make sure I got the game, so I had credit. Well, so and Shop for Megastore is coming out of Europe, though, right? Like, yeah. So I saw a lot delays. of yeah, I saw a lot of emails from different releasers, like on retro gaming side, that says mm-hmm. that the European shipping right now, like they're just not shipping out to oh. the US in a lot of cases, whereas Japan is. Yeah, uh, Japan. So uh, certain uh, air or certain methods out of Japan are not shipping. So I think like EMS mail, mm-hmm. they're not shipping to the U.S., but if you're still doing like DHL through like Amazon Japan or like through PlayAsia, they use uh, DHL and FedEx, it's still shipping. Uh, so that's why uh, for B-side games, they have a notification that they're not shipping to the U.S. right now. So they're just holding your pre-order. So yeah. I guess it depends. Because they're honestly, not... It's like basically some developers aren't willing to offer shipping options because yeah. they want to go with the most affordable option so they don't bankrupt themselves as a company. Like, that is a reality for some companies. So that's yeah, where that's why you wait. I'd be fine if they had held off because I'm just like, they don't... Like, I like Shop for Megastore. I highly recommend them, but they don't send tracking. So I just have no idea where it is. It could be one town over. It could be arriving tomorrow, but... It just thinks because they wouldn't even be able to track it. So for now, the two games that I, I ordered from them, I just bought elsewhere. And then, you know, when they if they come in, I'll just sell them at a discount to people. So I got Naruto in, and then I got two Japan-only games just to start building that uh, Japan-only collection. So I got Billion Road, which did get a physical in Japan but doesn't support English. And I got Winning Post 8 2017, which was one of the uh, first-year titles. Uh, so I picked those up. And I think... That's everything that came in. Um, I had, yeah, I had another game supposed to come in today, but of course it got delayed. So I'll talk about that one next week. I actually, speaking of tracking numbers, I actually got an email because it goes back to like what last week's episode. I got an email from NG Dev Team, um, mm-hmm. and Crowdbuster is finally shipping. <laughs> like, like, so it wasn't like I said on the episode. It wasn't 2012. It's actually 20. 17 that I pre-ordered the game. <laughs> That's a big difference. It's only five years, not eight years, but yeah. Still, my daughter was three, uh, <laughs> and now she's going into third grade. Um, but yeah, so it's it should be shipping soon, and I've had to, I, I looked on the thing, I had to change the address four times, <laughs> like, throughout the last five years. Jeez. Yeah, like, yeah, it's insane, though. Um, but at least they're shipping, which is really cool. Um... Now you just wait another month till it arrives. Correct. Like it's it's gonna take forever. <laughs> like I don't know. Like, sh- sh- give me a uh, tracking number and and we're good. <laughs> Even didn't your email but... have other information as well? What do you mean? About another game that they're gonna be doing? Ah uh, no, it didn't have any Gunlord on this email. Gunlord X. Oh, that wasn't the same email that gives you a heads up about it. No, um, I, I know I, I definitely forwarded that over to you. Um, I yeah, I thought that was part of the email. No, this was that was a di- that was a newsletter that I sent uh, to you. This was actually this morning they sent me confirmation. Yeah, Barry, I don't know if you know, but the Gunlord X that they have been announcing is only going to be I think 
999 copies mm-hmm. of the limited edition versions. Is there a, what's the difference between the limited edition? It's going to be a different cover. This is what they told me, a different cover and I think some pack-in goodies like stickers or something. I don't know what else, but the cover is going to be the biggest thing. Yeah. When is that going up, though? We don't know. We have no idea. It was supposed to be May, um, and now we're on May 22nd. So they, I reached out to them. They said they were still working on it. Still expecting, like, a May time frame, but, you know, I checked their site multiple times a day and, and their Twitter account and just nothing. So hopefully it's not going to be one of those, it's live now, but it's, oh, I, it's going, I think it's going to go fast. Um, they're notorious for just throwing stuff up on their site and then like yeah. letting people know in a mail an email blast later. Um, so I would just monitor honestly, yeah, because that's I mean you that's know, how it I was it, with, the Neo, it. with the Neo with the Neo Geo stuff. That's how it was, and stuff goes in and out of stock real quick on their site. I hope it. This I hope never it ends. <laughs> this yep. whole thing yeah. never ends. It never does. It's always stressful. Um, is that about it, or do, JP? Do you want to go over like what's coming out? Yeah, there's some stuff that actually popped up this week, surprisingly, which was yesterday. What the Golf uh, is getting a physical release through I Am 8-Bit. So they announced it at 1 p.m. Eastern time on Thursday, and then it went live at that time. There's 2,500 copies on their website. The limited edition is going to have an exclusive cover with interior art and stickers, $35. And at Best Buy right now, you can pre-order the standard edition that has no interior art and no stickers. So... Is it I the same cover? Size, I don't know. I don't know because the reason I say that is that um, their other game, Kentucky Route Zero, also popped up on Best Buy this week and also on Video Games Plus in Canada's website, and it said exclusive cover. But they don't show what the cover is because there's no final cover yet for either one. So I don't know if when they say exclusive cover it means the one without interior art um, so we'll you say that see. the limited edition is going to come out, but it's already available for pre-order. Like I pre-ordered it. Hmm? For what the golf? Like yeah. I already pre-ordered the limited yeah, edition. Yeah, it went live yesterday at one p.m. Yeah, you we said it's going to come out. Like it's like, well, it's available for pre-order. <laughs> There's only a few copies, like a couple thousand. So yeah, I got mine. Okay. So I am eight, but then we also have strictly limited games. They announced their next game, which is Bite the Bullet, from. Um, Oh my god, the uh, ooh, brain fart. I've played with them at PAX. I'm trying to just think of who the developer was. Uh, Mega Cat Studios, my bad, and Graffiti Games. So Bite the Bullet is going to be their next release. Uh-huh. They always do it on the last weekend of the month, so it shouldn't be this weekend. It should be next weekend. Um, they'll have a regular and a collector's edition, and they're going to be announcing the collector items uh, later this week or later next week before I go, the I go back pre-order goes far up with uh mega cat like i went to conventions with them shared a table with them at um pat at not packs um over at magfest a few years back mm-hmm. like a couple years in a row we shared tables um guys are super cool they work on like vr during the day and retro stuff during the night <laughs> like that's kind of yeah. how their business model is it's cool seeing their second uh game get uh physical like their second yeah. game to get a physical with coffee crisis being the first um yes. Yeah, they, they did a lot of the limited edition items back in the day in-house, so I'm wondering how much they actually take care of themselves. Uh, but mm-hmm. the bullet looks like a Contra style, so that's cool. So, but they would say it's, it's roguelike, so like, uh... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really interesting because I got to try it, and the whole concept is, you know, you're running gun, you're shooting, you're eating your enemies, and you're eating, like, power-ups, but you have to be smart about what you eat because the more you eat, the fatter you get. Um, 
And when you get too fat, you can't jump and you can't move as fast. So I was playing it at PAX East and plenty of times I just, you know, I, I ate everything in sight. And it got to the point where I had to like literally wait as he's like sweating it off because I just couldn't make the jump. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of strategy to this game. It looks a lot of fun. It's funny. <laughs> you do know um, that that's a uh, throwback to a Famicom game, right? No. Like it- Yumi Penguin Monogatari. Uh, it's a Konami game. You literally mm-hmm. are, are a penguin. You get power-ups and you get fat. And then you can waddle around and can't move. And you can't jump. <laughs> <laughs> like it's the same deal. It's, it's a, that's a really fun game too. So I like yeah. it. There's like a little tribute in there to uh, a classic Fami game. Yeah, I, I didn't know this was cool. getting a physical, but it is cool. And yep, yeah, so that'll be the next one from Strictly. I'll be uh, I'll be pre-ordering that one just to support James and the Mega Cat crew. Nice. And then also, Limited Run Games announced that on Tuesday is it Tuesday? I believe Tuesday at noon they're going to have their next distributed title from PM Studios up, which is super epic. Nice. Uh, this got a this got a UK retail release through Numskull Games, and now uh, it's getting a exclusive distributed release in the U.S. Uh, through Limited Run and PM Studio. So they're going to have a regular... this one, uh, JP? We went back and forth in our group chat, and I was like, luckily I got a mental my mental block out, and I don't have to buy because I already got a copy of this from another right. region, and you know Barry likes to get all the U.S. stuff as a primary, and I'm like, I'm glad I don't have to do that because then it's an auto-double dip on a lot of this stuff as it gets released. Yeah, they did a regular and a pin badge edition in the UK, which they're going to do in the US. But from yeah. what I can tell, the packaging cover art for the pin badge edition is going to be different artwork than the UK ones. Uh, but the case for the regular looks to be the same. Uh, so that will be the next one. And then Super Rare Games also teased the reveal of their next game, which will go probably live for pure next Thursday. Um, they're going to announce the game later today, so uh, we'll... You won't know about it right now while you're listening, but you'll probably know about it by the time we uh, post this. Uh, and there's going to be a collector's edition with it. So it should be a pretty busy end of the month for us. Uh, I don't... And oh, there's also one more. I forgot. East Asia Soft also just announced their next game. Uh, it's going to be exclusive through them. It's part of their Switch lineup. And it is... I'm just scrolling here so I get the name right. It's Moero Crystal H. Hmm. Um, so it's the first time ever it's getting localized in English because it came out in the Vita in the past, but in Japan only, I believe. Um, and what's really cool that I'm happy to say is that the project lead on this is the founder of SwitchCore, so Joshua French, uh, helped bring this game and make it a reality and put it in English. So kudos to him for uh, taking that on. And the pre-orders for that go live next week as well. So it's going to be a very busy end of May. Uh, and what's crazy is we've had a relatively slow month for retail releases. And for whatever reason, next week is the busiest week I think we're going to see, or we have seen for a while yeah. in the U.S. We mm-hmm. have got Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition coming out next Friday. Um, literally in every region of the world with collector editions, and they all vary slightly. <laughs> um, then we also have, from 2K Games, they're doing a triple header with the Borderlands collection, the Bioshock collection, and the XCOM uh, 2 collection, or XCOM collection. Um, we also have, um, there's one other game that's coming out. I think it was a racing game. I have to go double check, but um, that one I don't think is as big. Race with so, JP. I wish. Racing with JP is um, coming up. Not, not yet. You know what? I wish I could remember what that one more game is, but I think that's enough uh, 
new releases coming out. So we've got new releases, we've got pre-orders, we've got a very packed and expensive week. Uh, so prepare yourself. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so and you said on Morero Crystal X is one, right? What is this other one that I see? It's Distraint Collection on Play Asia. It's, it's under the Play Exclusive. Say, say this again? Distraint Collection? Yeah, that's been up for pre for a while. But it's like, is that another one that's a Play Exclusive? Yes, that's part of their yeah. uh, Switch lineup, but they... They've had that for pre-order for oh, a long time now. We, we haven't mentioned that in the playcast yet, so that's a... Yes, we have. <laughs> if, I, if I was on the show when the pre-orders went live, then yes. If uh, I would have pre-ordered it because I have every single one pre-ordered, so I don't have it pre-ordered. Jeffrey, you clearly don't look at my weekly releases. No, I don't. Well, there you oh. go. <laughs> Ouch. That's okay. Well, can't you can count. still pre-order it. Can't find and you, stuff can save five, you can save 5% with uh, checkout code SWITCHMANIA. You need to start getting on all of the Switch websites. I'm tired of typing it in and saying no code. <laughs> I am on two. I am 8-bit. I'm working my it. way. You need to get on I am 8-bit because I <laughs> pre-ordered today and I was like, no do they have a code? Do they have a code entry? Of course they do. Well, I'm going to go reach out to them then. <laughs> I yeah. talked to them. They're cool. Uh, I think that's it for games. Uh, I don't think I missed any uh, new announcements. Uh, I did see a new game come up on uh, Amazon UK just now. Oh, yeah. Which uh, just came out of nowhere. It's another Maximum title, so you know those are going to be fun. And it's actually a arcade sportish game. It's called I don't know what it's called. It's called like Super Power Street Ball or something. Um, mm. It reminds me of like NBA Street, NFL Street type of gameplay. Um, give me one second. I'm going to give you the official name. But the thing is, it's not live for pre-order yet. The page is just up. So it's called Super Power. Uh, sorry, Street Power Football. So I guess it's soccer in the UK. It's by Maximum Games and Games Gamajun. Uh, it comes out in September. No date yet. I have no idea if it's coming to the US, Barry, but I did ask them already for you. Um, so <laughs> I if appreciate they respond, it. I'll let you know. But I don't know. I feel like this is one that would probably be UK exclusive, or they may change it to like Street Power Soccer in the US uh, because clearly it's not, it's not, it's not American football. But it looks yeah. pretty cool. The graphics look very arcadish, and you know, depending on how it plays, it could be a really fun game. So that's the newest thing that I saw pop up. But uh, yeah, May's going to be uh, a strong finish. So you know what? As much as I, I definitely don't check JP's post, there's a, another game on on <laughs> PlayAsia that I didn't pre-order: Seabed, the limited edition. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's a visual that visual novel game. That might be why I didn't pre-order it. But like, if I'm Going for all of them, then I would need that one and Panty Party. Well, you're not going for all of them. <laughs> I would need that and Panty Party. party. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, i got to make a, a, a decision because I don't want them to start going out of stock and then all of a sudden, yeah. like, that would be the bad thing. I'm like, well, I could have them all, but I was mm-hmm. pig-headed about Panty Party. <laughs> That's true. Oh, my goodness. So, are we got, should we wrap up the episode? I think we're done. JP, you have any uh, last-minute uh, mail calls to do? Mm, nope, just the uh, Switch Player magazine. <laughs> yeah, so um, <laughs> interesting. Um, so I know we mentioned that you know for Switch Player uh, magazine that you know JP used to be on, he wasn't on it. I actually noticed with Nintendo Force that um, there used to be like Arlo from YouTube. He's no longer like in the magazine. So, oh. like, magazines are, like, just randomly replacing people. Like, I don't... Because like, he used to have, like, a whole, like, section on that magazine, and now he's, like, not in it. 
It's just like they didn't mention it at all. It's really weird. Uh, like they need to, yeah. they need to give send offs to you guys. Like I want to see a proper send off. Yeah, just, that's true. We didn't really do a send off. It was more. They just really a should play taps. Do you play taps? <laughs> Twenty one gun salute. Oh Lord, JP. <laughs> um. So uh, let's go to where we can find ourselves and you. Um. So the playcast it can be on uh, HagensAlley.com and any type of site that offers podcasts. I'm available at Hagen's Alley on Facebook and the Twitter, and then um, at Hagen's Alley Books on Instagram. And we do have a Facebook page, JP, <laughs> on <laughs> for the Switch Media Playcast. Um, the Switch Collector Book Volume One is available and for sale at SwitchOpedia.com. Um, I don't think there's a ton of extra books that are going to be left after we get out all the pre-orders, but um, if there are, they will be there. Um, go ahead, Barry. You can find me on Twitter at Hawk Hellfire. You can find me on Facebook and on YouTube at Nintendo Fuse. JP, what about you? So, jpswitchmania.com, and then go on any social media platform, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, type in jpswitchmania. I am there. Uh, yeah, that's it. He's even on our Facebook page now. <laughs> now. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> it only took 50 episodes. <laughs> now that we have 50, he says he'll actually share our page. We had to get to that milestone first. <laughs> I need to see if it was legit or not. <laughs> Ironically, that Facebook page used to be the VGBS gaming podcast one, but like we don't post episodes ever, like once a for every five years so mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's not worth having a facebook page for a, a slow a slow roll cast um but anyways uh thank you for listening uh next week we will be playing bloodstained ritual of the night and we will see you then bye have a good one